This is because I want to. Hello, and welcome back to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever it is we want to. I'm Sarah. I'm Lindsay. And we're back to being inconsistent. To be fair, we warned that this would happen. Well, no, actually, we said we were going to post and we didn't. Never mind. <laughs> That's our bad. Yeah, we brought we brought the supplies, but there was no follow through. <laughs> I guess I thought we went to the beach last weekend and we were thinking about recording, but then we just were chilling, you know? Yeah, we had, you know, we were with friends. It was the first time we'd seen each other in two years. <laughs> we were just, you know, doing our thing. So yeah, we had a good time. We did. It was so good. Just, I want to go back. I know. We'll have to go back next summer. But yeah, we just like chilled on the beach. We went out to eat. We got drinks at a bar, which I haven't done in a really long time. <laughs> I know. It took a lot for me when everyone was like, let's go get drinks. And I was like, you can't be the social anxiety loser today, Sarah. Yeah, we had <laughs> to go. We had to go at least once. Uh, but then we got like tons of free stuff because everybody working apparently just can't enter things into the computer and charge us. So, well, if you're listening to this and you are in Maryland or on the East Coast, I feel like usually at those like beachy touristy spots they have a lot of like foreign like teenagers come and work there and like young people and I guess Mm -hmm. they're not there but yeah it just seemed very like understaffed everywhere so yeah we got comped a lot of free stuff (laughs) we really did yeah all the people working seemed a bit off their feet all the time (laughs) and maybe not everybody knew what they were doing I think a lot of people didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Like one girl at a bar who we didn't even think was actually 21. No. uh, Literally asked me when I went to pay what we got. Yeah. And then when I told her, she only put half of it in. So. Yeah. I fell for her because there were like a fair amount of people there and she was the only person. And yes, it did seem... (laughs) like the hostess who like showed us in seemed very young (laughs) yes so i don't know if you're in bethany beach be nice to the workers there they seem a bit overwhelmed yeah i definitely tipped pretty handsomely yeah but yeah so we saw each other we saw a naked man on the side of the road (laughs) yeah (laughs) We're like driving down the road and an old man just like buck ass naked on the side of the road. Well, he was pantsless. We saw a butt. I mean, that's the part you don't want to see. Yeah, but he had a shirt on. It's not like he was completely naked. But yeah, he was clearly like peeing or pooping on the side of the road. I just looked up and saw (laughs) ass. I was like, what is that? (laughs) old man but yeah i forgot that happened and that was like the our trip our drive down there that was like the first day yeah so it was good times laughs for all and yeah how has your week been since then my week's been fine it's only been like 
four or five days since I've been back. And I already told you about this, but I feel like this could be a helpful PSA for people that pizza dough is really bad for dogs. (laughs) Yes. It's all that yeast. It's like um, Brock had pizza dough rising outside on our table and Fiverr, as small as he is, can like, he has a lot of heart and he can like jump really high even with his like little legs he just he has a lot of heart (laughs) he has a lot of heart so he like got the pizza dough and ate like a lot of it and he's a little guy and when brock told me that happened i googled it and i was like oh shit like that's really bad because it'll continue to like expand in their stomach Mm -hmm. and it like the yeast ferments and creates alcohol so you give them alcohol poisoning yeah, that's like when horses eat too many apples. It can ferment in their stomach and oh kill them. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Brock called the vet, and at first they were like, just keep an eye on him. And then they called back and were like, yeah, maybe you should bring him in. And they did, like, an x-ray, and Brock said you could see in his stomach the dough, like, took up the whole stomach, and there's little bubbles. Like, you could see where it was, like, the yeast was doing its thing. Man, I really feel like... Fiverr is going to be your moose, and I want you to just, like, gird your loins for what's coming for you, because there's going to be a lot of calls to the vet where you say, so, I think my dog ate batteries, or I think my dog ate this. What do I do? Like, why would you even eat raw dough? That's not even delicious. Yo, do you remember when Moose ate paint? Paint. <laughs> Why would you eat paint? Why? What's the thought process there? I literally, isn't it because dogs don't really think things taste good. They just think ta- things taste interesting. I've so heard So they'll just that. like pretty much eat whatever. Like a shark taking a bite of something. Like they just want to check it out. Okay, but there's one thing between checking out the dough and eating like a whole mound of pizza dough when you weigh like 20 pounds. <laughs> but I tell you, do you keep high do you keep hydrogen peroxide in the house for making the dogs vomit? I guess well maybe we should. I don't know. Time to invest. <laughs> That's what they did though, is they gave him something to make him mm-hmm. throw it up. And he did, so he's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That that was the exciting part of my week. What about you? I've been working all week. I've been curriculum writing. Fun. Kind of. Maybe. I don't know if I'd call it fun. It felt very constructive, and it actually felt like we got a lot done. Because normally in the past, when I've curriculum wrote, which I've done almost, like, every summer, which is interesting because we almost, like, whatever. Anyway. Um... But this is the first time I've done it where it's just, like, me and one other girl. And so we were very – we got a lot done. Um, And I also had this moment, you know, (laughs) you know when, like, you are laughing and another person is laughing and, like, you just get each other in, like, a loop of laughing to the point where you're, like, crying (laughs) and gasping? Yeah. I probably haven't had one of those moments in years. Uh. And I had one yesterday where I literally thought I was going to throw up because I was laughing so hard. And it was about something – so fucking inappropriate in American history. What was like, it? Like, I made a really... I don't even know if I want to say. I might have you edit this out later, but <laughs> I made a really fucking insensitive joke about the Trail of Tears, about them, like, <laughs> murdering the guy 
who's like kind of responsible for it. Uh, and yeah, just set it off. So maybe she's a kindred spirit. Yeah, I think it was, we were like punch drunk at that point because mm-hmm. we'd stayed later than we we're supposed to because we were like almost done something and we wanted to finish it because they didn't have any more hours to pay us for like continuing on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but. So it's just the two know, of you constructive all day? Yeah, all day, every day this week. Oh yeah, you would get a little like loopy by the end of it. Especially because so much of, like, American history is so fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. So it's just me, like, sitting there, like, wading through, like, slave narratives and shit. And I'm just like, all right. But that was it. I saw Black Widow today and went to the movie theater for the first time, like, a year and a half. Cool. How was that? And it, it was really good. It was really good. I had, like, a weird moment where I was, like, felt like I was gonna cry when I was, like, in the movie theater. Yeah. I just love going to the movies. I really do. I haven't been back to the movies yet. The last movie I saw was Star Wars when that came out. Same. So I'll have to go back. I'll have to see, like, what's out. Because I know a lot of people love, like, Marvel stuff, but I don't, I don't know. Not about it. I'll have to see what else is out. I'm going to go see the new Fast and Furious movie because I also love that shit. You do love Fast and Furious. I really do. <laughs> that's that's about it. My roof is falling apart, and I'm waiting for the insurance people to call me back. Ew. Fun stuff. Boring adult yeah. stuff. Really is. It's like my whole life. Like another part of it fell off today. <laughs> like used to it now. <laughs> my roof? Like... Every time it rains. I... This house I'm seeing, in, I don't think is like well maintained there's all these like spots on the ceiling i think from where like the air conditioning system is like leaking and i like pointed it Mm -hmm. out to my landlord but she like doesn't care so i'm like whatever it's not my house (laughs) i have some spots on my ceiling in my kitchen where i don't know why they put vents in bathrooms like i don't think bathrooms should have vents unless they're in the ceiling definitely need vents to like air all that humidity all I know is... Or you get mold. Like, of, I have mold in my bathroom. I think you should have vents in the top to suck air yeah. out. But I don't need, like, an AC vent in my bathroom. And my freaking AC vent in my bathroom is right next to my shower. So, like, when water gets in it, it just, like, goes down and leaks through the freaking thing. And then I get a spot on my ceiling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how any of that works. Um, but, yeah, that does sound like a problem. Anyways, so Harry Potter, Harry Potter, we're back to Harry Potter. We're just going to talk about it till the end of time. I could end of time. I could talk about Harry Potter forever. Yeah, I've been sending Lindsay like middle of the night snaps about Harry Potter because I've been listening to the audiobooks and I, you know, have these thoughts in the middle of the night when I'm listening to them. That's, and if I don't snap them, I'll forget them. That's what I was doing with you when I was going through all the books. And then I was like, okay, I feel like I'm bothering her. And then Julia was like, you can send me all your Harry Potter snaps. And then I <laughs> did. I sent her a lot. Because <laughs> Jules listens to the Harry Potter audiobooks like all the time. All the time. Like, I haven't listened to them in years. The audiobooks are really good. The guy who does them is great. He does 
He has like the British accent and he does like the voices, but they're not distracting. Highly recommend the audiobooks. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Although I did notice that he has, I don't know if it's his accent or it's just like a little speech impediment or something, but I noticed that he doesn't really pronounce his R's when they come at the beginning of words. Like when he says Ron, it sounds like Juan. Oh, I didn't notice that. Just an observation. <laughs> I was just so distracted by his Hermione voice. His Hermione is always like, oh, Harry, Harry. It's like this whispered Harry drawn out thing. <laughs> That's a really good one. That's a really good it sounds like. Oh, Harry. <laughs> but yeah, so I think when we were talking about this last, we left off, and I think I cut it out because the end of the recording last week was all the fuck over the place. Uh, but I think we were talking about favorite characters. <laughs> okay. Who are your favorite characters? So I think as a child, I really, really like, I liked the golden trio, if you will. Like I liked Harry. I like mm-hmm. Hermione. I like Ron. As an adult, I think the best characters are the Weasley twins. Mm-hmm. Love them. Lu- yes. Luna. Love her. And then, you know what? I know she's annoying, but I still like Hermione. <laughs> Hermione is not my favorite. I know, and it's okay. She's, but I like her. She's important, for sure. But <laughs> I don't know that I could be around her all the time like they're around her all the time. Depends on what book you're in and what she's like at that point in time. But, like, I remember in, um, I think it was in... Goblet of no, it was in Half Blood Prince. I found her the most insufferable. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the Half Blood Prince was fucking insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody in that book was annoying, like all the time. You know who's an annoying? Well, we can talk about it. We'll we'll get to who was the most <laughs> annoying. But those are my three favorite. I think the Weasley twins are like solid. I think they hold their characters through all the books. They're, like, good people. Mm-hmm. They, like, you know, they're just, I like them. And Luna, again, solid person. Holds her personality through all the books. She's a solidly good person. Yeah. And she's weird. And I like that. And she's unashamedly weird, which I also like. Okay. I have some thoughts about the Weasley twins. One is I get really emotional at the part in the Goblet of Fire where Harry's like, what do I do with all this money that I won? It feels like weird. And then he gives it to them and then they use it mm-hmm. to start Weasley's, what's it called? Wizard Wheezes? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I found that so sweet. And um, I loved the part where they piece the fuck out of Hogwarts with um, mm-hmm. Umbridge. And they're like, what do they say to Peeves? They're like, Peeves, like, you know, do us good or something. And Peeves salutes them. And then they go out with mm-hmm. all these, like, fireworks. And they're just, like, fucking epic legends. They really are. And can we, for, like, a brief side note, is Peeves in the movie no. at all? No, I don't think so. Because I was listening to Sorcerer's Stone and I was like, Peeves is such a part of this book. Mm-hmm. Like, he is very present in it. And he is not in... Any of the movies. Yeah, I don't think he is at all either. And I think it's too bad because he's really 
I like Peeves. He, like, causes mayhem, but then he's so, like, fuck the establishment that he hates, like, Umbridge and stuff. And he hates Mm -hmm. Filch. (laughs) Yeah. I think part of the problem is, like, in the books, I don't know that he's ever, like, they, she says he's a poltergeist, but she never really describes what he looks like or anything. No. Yeah, you don't know. Like, it's very open-ended. You don't know anything about him or his backstory, just that he's annoying for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I think as a child, I imagined him as just kind of like a ball of light with a voice. I imagined him with a mustache. (laughs) Interesting. Very different interpretations of what Peeves looks like. And with like, um, not shoulder length hair, but like longer hair. See, I think I never even like understood if he was supposed to be like humanoid. Yeah, because he's, yeah, he's never described. He's very, like, one-dimensional. You don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of the other ghosts, like Sir Nicholas, the the Bloody Baron, the Ghosts of Ravenclaw, you learn about their backstories, but Peeves, you never do. And she makes a point to say he's a poltergeist instead of a ghost. So I'm like, is that a different thing? Well, poltergeist, I think, like causes mischief and they throw shit and they open up your cabinets and stuff Hmm. so he must be humanoid i'm gonna continue thinking about him as a amorphous ball of light (laughs) yeah i love the weasley twins too um oh the other thing i wanted to say about them is okay i totally disagreed with molly weasley when they left hogwarts and she was like they need to like finish school and follow this certain mm-hmm. path. Whereas when they, they're clearly very smart because they make all these like prankster type things with like complicated magic that even Hermione acknowledges and they're smart business people and they make all this money. So I felt like they were doing exactly what they needed to do. And their mom, I think came around mm-hmm. eventually, but she was very like, I don't know, judgmental of them. I think she's very much like a traditional parent, you know, parents who want their kids to go to college and, Mm -hmm. you know, have this traditional life. And that's why she was so proud of Percy because she was like thought he was going to be all of these things and then he wasn't. So I think, you know. Yeah, I just saw. She comes around. She comes around, yes, to her credit. But when they left and they started that business, I was just thinking like they're. They're not, like, you know, fucking around. They have a goal and they have ambition and they have a plan. You you know, it's not like they're doing Mm -hmm. nothing. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of really um, fun fan fictions where they become, like, millionaires. Yeah. And Harry becomes, like, a millionaire because he's, like, the original investor, which is fun. Yeah, I love the Weasley twins. They're just, like, they're fun. I love that they gave Harry the Marauder's Map. They're the best members of the Weasley family. I agree. I think I wish that the character of Charlie had been, like, looked at a little bit more. Because I also felt like he could have been really cool. Yeah. Um, We know nothing about him. Yeah, they just say he's a dragon tamer. And that's pretty much it. He probably is really cool. Like, I, I would read a prequel about maybe Charlie and Bill in Hogwarts mm-hmm. and because they're, they're both really 
they're cool. Yeah. And Bill's like really handsome before he becomes like a werewolf, half werewolf. I feel like they didn't ever really explain like what his situation is with his werewolfness. Don't they? He has like werewolf characteristics, but he doesn't like shift or anything. I guess they kind of, I remember it being like, oh, we don't really know what's going to happen. And that was kind of like where I left off. See, I have a lot of fan fiction clouding my mind as to his situation. They just um, talk about him because, being all, like, disfigured and stuff. Yeah, and how Fleur stays with him either way, and yeah. they weren't expecting her to. She's like, I'm good looking enough for the both of us. I love that. <laughs> like, such confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are your favorites? Well, I, if we're discounting... The trio. Although I feel like... You don't have to discount them. If one of them is your favorite, then they're your favorite. Hermione's not my favorite. Ron, I feel like, isn't my favorite either. Like, I like him, but he's just not as, like, interesting or as cool. So I feel like I can't say Harry's my favorite because he's the main character, you know? Yeah. You know what the thing with Ron is, though? I think Ron is a very very realistic look at what somebody Mm -hmm. with his background would be like. Mm -hmm. Like jealous. Yeah. But supportive. Like I, I think that's how he would be. And I think, um, I was watching some YouTube videos about how the movie version of Ron really did him dirty. Like it made him more comedic relief and he didn't contribute Mm -hmm. as much in the movies. Like Hermione took, some of his ideas and his lines. They dumped him down. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the books, he's really smart. He's just... He, his, like, downfall in the books is not that he's stupid. It's that he's, like, jealous. It, You know? Mm-hmm. Which, while we're talking about Ron, the whole... The highest... Highest... One of the highest points of tension with Ron and Harry's friendship is during the Goblet of Fire where Ron is like not even Harry's friend when Harry's being ostracized by the whole fucking mm-hmm. school. Do you remember that? Yeah. He's kind of a shit. Which I like. Because he's jealous. Yes. He's jealous. I got it at first, but then it got to the point in that book where Harry was just being so like mercilessly like bullied by people and he had no one and mm-hmm. I was like Ron you I get you like have your issues and you're jealous but you need to be there for your friend because he's got like no one right now yeah weren't the only people who were like still chill with him the fucking Weasley twins and like Luna I think so Luna's always been nice to Harry and I loved how Harry was like Nice to her when other people made fun of her. And do you remember mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Deadly Hollows? <laughs> this was not in the movie, so I was surprised when I read in the book when they go to um, Zena Lovegood's house and they go up to Luna's room and there's like a mural on her ceiling of. <laughs> do you remember this? It's no. There's a mural painted on the ceiling of her bedroom that's her. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Neville, and someone else. And it says, like, friends, like, a chain of the word friends, like, woven around them. Oh, Luna. (laughs) 
that was Harry's reaction. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> See, I've only read the Deathly Hollows, I think, once or twice. Yeah. So when I got to that part, I, I was need like, to do oh a reread. God, oh my God. And then, yeah, because especially because Luna's a Ravenclaw and no Ravenclaws were, were in her friend's mural, it was just them. And I think she never had friends before, so. People, well, Luna's one of my favorite characters, yeah, because she's cool. She does her own thing. Um, she is a Ravenclaw, which is interesting. So she's like really smart, but she's bullied because I think it's in the Goblet of Fire where people like steal her stuff and she has to like try to mm-hmm. find it again. They keep like stealing her shoes. Yeah, people are assholes to her. They are. And for like, there is a lot of bullying at Hogwarts School yeah. of Witchcraft and Wizards, right? For real. And nothing is done about any of it. Well, remember in the Half Blood Prince where Harry almost kills Draco and nothing happens mm-hmm. with the sec- Septum. Yeah. Secto. Septum Sempra or whatever. Whatever that curse was. And literally nothing the happens. The slashy slash one. Yeah, he almost fucking murders Draco. <laughs> that was crazy. Okay. Man. Okay. So top three characters. Luna. Luna. And then maybe I would say the Weasley twins too since we're talking about them. And then the other one I would say is Neville. I love Neville. Neville has such a great character arc. Mm-hmm. Like, he really comes into his own. He's such a fucking wet blanket in the first <laughs> yeah. book. He really is. Like, I feel awful for him, too, because in that book, I'm going to talk a lot about the Sorcerer's Stone because I just finished rereading it. But they build him up that whole book. Like, they're like, Neville, you're a great person. You know, you're worth 12 of Malfoy or whatever. And then at the fucking end, when they yes. he tries to stop them from going, they paralyze him. And I was just <laughs> thinking, how awful would it be to be paralyzed all night? Okay. Like, paralyzed. <laughs> okay, that, uh, that got me teary-eyed, though, at the end when they're giving out the points and then Dumbledore is like and the last like tie breaking points to Neville who like stood up to his friends which takes bravery and I'm like oh my god it does it does take bravery to stand up to your friends more than to your enemies for sure yeah and like he's tried to keep them from like you know losing Gryffindor more points and just yeah so I sent you a snap about this, but can we talk about, okay, so we have this resurrection stone or the sorcerer stone or the philosopher's stone, depending on where the fuck you are. And A, they decide to hide it at a school, which maybe don't do that. Maybe don't hide it at a school. Yeah. Um, (laughs) B, they devise all of these like traps or... Like, whatever. (laughs) And (laughs) they are all broken into by Mm 11-year-olds. So they must not have been very good. Well, I've, like, read things online saying that maybe Dumbledore did that on purpose to kind of, like, almost train them in a way to give them stuff 
along the way that they could do. But yeah, I thought that when I read it, I was like, okay, what if these 11 year olds can get by everything? Why wouldn't literally anyone else? Like, yeah, like Mad Eye Moody for sure could have done that. Yeah, like, why didn't you just, like, password protect it? <laughs> like, yeah. at no point was there a password. Like, you had to catch a key, and you had to do this stupid fucking chess game, which, also, when I was listening to them talk about the chess game, in the movies, they get on the chess pieces, but in the books, they are the chess pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the part where Ron gets, like, hit the fuck over the head by this, like, concrete chest. (laughs) He would have fucking died. I like also how Ron is, like, freakishly good at chess, but then that's, like, never brought up again. Yeah, the fact that he's, like, a really good... Like, you could tell she was like, I'm going to play into the fact that he's a really good strategist. And then it never really becomes a thing again. Like, Hermione is the strategist through, like, all of it. I think it would have been nice if maybe Ron had taken on more of that strategist role and Hermione mm-hmm. was more of the, like, magic know-how. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, Ron very much became, like, moral support uh-huh. as opposed to anything else. He was just kind of there because he's their friend. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of, again, really good fan fictions where they kind of give Ron a role as a strategist which is nice mm-hmm. but yeah so that was my first thing that i wanted to talk about was the fact that they're all fucking 11 they're 11 yeah <laughs> i know i was so fucking stupid when i was 11 <laughs> we we're in the fifth grade the fifth fucking grade i guess also because they were um like three of them doing it together So, like, all three of them didn't make it to the end, but I would Mm -hmm. think that this, these trials to get there should maybe take that into account, that it might not just be one person. Yeah, and, I don't know, it bothers me that they just send an owl to Dumbledore, and that's it. Like, go get McGonagall. I really liked in the book, they took it out in the movie, but they had, like, the potion puzzle at the end. Mm-hmm. I liked that Yeah, that one. was, like, Hermione's thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a logic puzzle kind of situation. Isn't it crazy that Harry essentially murdered someone when he was 11? Quirrell? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's the last shit going on for 11-year-olds. Yeah, it's, like, wild. Well, it's crazy to me, too, when I was reading, or listening, I should say. I mean, uh, but when they're, like, studying for finals and stuff, and I was like, I didn't study for anything when I was 11. Not really. Well, if we're going off of, I think, last time we talked about Hogwarts and schools, and if Hogwarts is, like, the Harvard of wizard schools, then maybe they would be studying, although... Ron and Harry don't really study that much. They kind of do what they need to to get by. Yeah, they just do whatever Hermione makes them do. Mm -hmm. I just, I had no intrinsic self-motivation as an 11-year-old. Like, it was all my parents making me do things because I just don't think 11-year-olds have that wherewithal to be that independent. I really don't. Yeah, to, like, go to the library and study, that's a lot. 
Yeah, and just to, like, pretty much be by themselves all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't even have somebody who lives in the dorms with them. Like, they just have the prefects. That's, like, it. I don't know how boarding schools work, because I know that kids do go to boarding school. So, I don't know if that's, like, just part of the culture there, though. Yeah, I don't know. If anybody listening went to boarding school, leave us a comment on our Instagram and let us know the situation. <laughs> yeah, just say, I, just say, I went to boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us what it was like. We want to know. <laughs> uh, I wrote down that the house points are kind of rigged. They're super rigged. He like just gives it to them every time, even though they don't fucking really deserve it. Well, also, if it's like a school competition. Yeah, and like Snape was always deducting a lot of points for like the most minor things. Yeah, I also it's weird to me how into like the Quidditch Cup and stuff they get because there's only four houses. Yeah. Like there's just four of them, so I don't know. I feel like if there are more houses that would have been more exciting. But while we're talking about competitive. While we're talking about houses, do you think that it's good that they sort people into these houses so you're around like minded people all the time, or should things be more heterogeneous? I think it's good that they have classes with other houses. But I don't know how it, like, I think a house system is a thing that they do in boarding schools. Like, I think that's a thing. Um, I don't think she made that up. But, yeah, I don't know that it's good to be around people like yourself all the time. Even though they're really not, like, like each other. But they do foster this like preconceived feeling of okay Gryffindors and Slytherins hate each other this is what we think of Slytherins this is what we think of Gryffindors and it doesn't seem like there are some cross house friendships like with Luna and Cho but like are there ones between Gryffindors and Slytherins like I don't remember reading any Yeah, and it kind of, there's a lot of preconceived notions that nobody really seems to try and deny. Um, Like, just that all Slytherins are evil. And that Hagrid really supports it. And Dumbledore never really, like, refutes it. I always really wanted it to be revealed that Dumbledore was a Slytherin. Right? Because I feel like he is. I do, too. He's, like, manipulative. He's manipulative Oh, my God. <gasps> that would have been so good if, like, when Harry was in the pensive, like, or whatever, looking at Dumbledore's memories, and then maybe he had a similar memory to Harry when Harry chose Gryffindor and Dumbledore chose Slytherin, or he was about to be mm-hmm. in Slytherin or something, you know? Like, I feel like he is a Slytherin. He's super cunning. Yeah. He's super manipulative. He's really smart. Like, I feel like those are the Slytherin cat, like, characteristics like super smart super manipulative i've never thought about that before but that makes total sense i don't think if harry if harry harry (laughs) harry Harry, ron or hermione were in dumbledore's position i don't think they would have done made all the choices that dumbledore made no like i know he was kind of in between a rock and a hard place but i think dumbledore is such a horrible person (laughs) he's just i don't 
okay, I think Julia said it best when she said that he's cryptic. He's too cryptic when it matters. Mm-hmm. I agree. There wasn't, I don't think, any reason for him to keep them all so in the dark all the time. Okay. Which, speaking of, can we talk about, I really related to Aberforth Dumbledore a lot. Yeah. (laughs) He just, like, found his brother fucking distasteful as shit. (laughs) And Aberforth was like, Harry, you should, it's, this is beyond you. You should just go live your life in secrecy and I was like yeah I would want to do that a big part of me would want to do that I don't know I guess it goes into like that feeling of like prophecy and like is it self-fulfilling like if you ignore it then I don't know Dumbledore is one of those characters that I think if they delved like you do get some of his background towards the end Mm -hmm. um but if they delved into that a little bit more like maybe if fucking jk rowling didn't come out later and be like oh yeah he was gay and was in love with grindelwald like maybe if you told me that in the books i would have found him way more interesting wait 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 and wait. Less of a f- i knew that she said he was gay but i didn't know he was in love with grindelwald oh yeah oh yeah that's why so they're kind of addressing it in the movies like in the most recent fantastic beasts he's like dumbledore's in it and um he basically says, like, I can't go after him. Like, I can't do it. Because, like, he's in love with him. Oh. They never outright say it, but, like, that's implied. that Like, he can't go after him because he's in love with him. Wow. I think he would have been a more interesting character and less just, like, shady, shady. I don't know. I hate what he does to Snape because I think a lot of what Snape becomes and that I dislike about Snape is because of Dumbledore. Um, I hate that he left him with the Dursleys, even though he knew what he was doing. Like, even mm-hmm. McGonagall's like, they're the worst muggles I've ever seen. <laughs> and he still fucking leaves them there to be, like, fucking abused. Can and we... Okay, I have a question. Was there no one in James Potter's family that he could have gone to? Yo, I was thinking about that, too. I was like... I know nothing about is him. Is everyone dead? Yeah. Is everyone dead? Like, there are no other, like, in Lily's family... No Potters at all. I mean, James Potter was what, like twenty one when he died, so his parents were probably yeah, in their forties, really maybe fifties. Like, why couldn't Harry go yeah. to them? Yeah, that part bothered me. I really got bothered by the character. Like, I, I know Sirius Black was in prison for a long time, <laughs> and I want to talk about Azkaban in a second, but. His character is so fucking annoying. He's so annoying. He's so, like, yeah, so annoying. Like, Harry sees him as this, like, oh, my gosh, you're my family. You're my godfather. You're my way out. He's, and he treats him, like, kind of like shit. And he's starved. He Harry's starved for that familial connection in that father figure. So he doesn't understand, mm-hmm. especially with Vernon Dursley, he doesn't understand what a good father figure should be. Mm-mm. Remus Lupin. Remus Lupin. That's who he should have yeah. been putting that energy towards. Because he was, like, awesome. It kind of bugs me how Harry had that mirror from Sirius and he never used it. And that was what mm-hmm. he needed and Sirius wouldn't have necessarily died. Yeah, it was all... That whole thing really bothered me. I don't know. And also, I, I realized when I was listening to the seventh book... 
and creature is kind of redeemed the house elf and i was thinking back Mm -hmm. to what an asshole sirius was to him sirius was always like he would literally like kick him and like hit him fucking enslaved creature yeah like there's a whole (laughs) sorry i'm a little drunk there's a whole same species in harry potter that enjoys enslavement and everyone when hermione which also they cut this out of the book the movies when Hermione's like, maybe we should free these creatures and like what an aberration Dobby is when he's like, I don't want to be enslaved anymore. Uh-huh. I don't know what parallel that is in real life, but it's disgusting. They were all dicks to her about it. And here's the thing, like maybe not all of them are like Dobby and they like what they're doing, but that doesn't mean that you can literally like it's OK to just literally kick them and yeah, verbally and them like trash. Berate, berate them. Yeah, why not be just not even nice, but just like civil, just neutral. Yeah, it's super fucked up. The whole house elf situation. Super fucked up. You know who I want to know more about is Regulus Black. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> fan fiction. Um, fan fiction <laughs> about him because, you know, he's just I just that whole Marauders thing and like that generation, there's a lot of headcanon. Like there's a ton of headcanon about the fact that Remus and Sirius were fucking. Like that is the fanfiction headcanon. Wait. Period. That Remus? Wait, Remus. <laughs> Remus? Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Remus and Sirius? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Oh yeah. If you ask anybody who reads fan fiction they will agree with me that that is the head canon okay that's kind of interesting and i can also see it actually yeah there is a really i wish i could remember the name of it but there is a really really big fan fiction like possibly one of the biggest ones that's all about the marauders and the fact that mm. remus and I want to read that. Together. Send, send that. I'll to find me. it and I'll send it to you. I'll send you a really good dreary one as well. If there, I'll convert you. Okay. If there was like any prequel I want, it's one about the Marauders. And yeah, I saw this TikTok. I should send it to you where it was basically like a pretend trailer for a show. And the show was in the 80s and it's all about the Blacks. So it's like serious, yeah, regulus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it what's her face? I don't she remember. has like blonde hair. Probably. I'll send you. Yeah, she does like a whole thing. Like it's her channel. It's just she's casted these characters <laughs> and it's just like the black family. That's what it is. Just think about it. You have like Narcissa, you have Bellatrix, Sirius, and Regulus. Like how amazing all those characters. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited to send you these fan fictions. You're going to read them and you're going to be surprised, A, how well written they are. <laughs> and B, just what it does to your headspace about Harry Potter. Because headcanon is a thing and it stays. What's headcanon? Headcanon is basically like what is in your head that you think is just how it is. Like how I think Harry and Draco end up together. That's my headcanon about Mm -hmm. harry potter that's just how i think it is oh you think they end up together yeah like like in my mind that's just how it is how it should have been And the fact that 
yeah, like Sirius and Remus are together. Like that's just headcanon. And how I will never see Hermione and Ron with anybody but each other. Headcanon. Here's a question for you. If you could save anyone from their, let's say, death, who would it be? George. George. Fred. Fred's the one who died. Oh, shit. Sorry, Fred. (laughs) Fred? Yeah. 100%. Over? Maybe Hedwig. Hedwig? (laughs) I was really sad when she died. Wait, wait. Hedwig over who I'm thinking I would say would be either Remus or Tonks. Yeah, that is sad. So they have a little kid. <laughs> I'd still save Fred before I'd save them. You would save Hedwig over Remus? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> but I would save Fred over them. I don't know. But then you also have, I asked this to my sister one time and she was like, oh, obviously there's one answer. Dumbledore. Fuck no. <laughs> he was old as shit. <laughs> fuck no he would have died in like 10 years anyway he's already old he's lived his life and also he was an asshole he is an asshole but there's also an argument for Sirius too because he's like the closest thing to a father that Harry's ever had (laughs) if you talk to the fan fiction world if he hadn't have died Remus never would have hooked up with talks (laughs) (laughs) okay so do you think there are other wizard prisons besides azkaban (laughs) or is your only option when you are convicted of a crime to be fucking tortured i know okay like literally is that it when I'm trying to think of which book it was in when Harry defended him and Dudley against the Dementor and he had a tribunal at the Ministry of Magic mm-hmm. for a an, an incident of underage magic. Yeah, the whole like judicial system is like really fucked up in this world. Like literally, like they were going to send him to be tortured because he had to use magic to not die. It's definitely these dementors are cruel and unusual punishment for sure. Like that would not fly here. And they don't have lawyers. No. Like when Harry had his thing, it was just him and Dumbledore came and like talked for him. But it, the whole system set up against you. Especially because maybe they do have lawyers, but Harry wouldn't know that. Because he's a fucking minor. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, no one is there to fucking advocate for him except fucking Dumbledore. (laughs) Like, maybe Dumbledore could have got him a lawyer. Azkaban is really fucked up. The Dementors are really fucked up. I don't know why. I guess this is why Dumbledore was so mad that Dementors were allowed to be around Hogwarts. Because they can't, yeah. you can't control them. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm pretty drunk at this point. Um, the fact that Peter Pettigrew is disguised as a rat for how no long? Who knows how long? And that he like sleeps in their dorm yeah. and like in Ron's bed and shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
That is a grown-ass man. (laughs) Not only is that a grown-ass man, that's a grown-ass man who's, like, a criminal. Yeah, and I'm sorry, if you're a rat for that long, you're going to forget that you're a person. He's a rat for (laughs) ten plus years. I agree. I feel like there should be rules for animagus is that how you say it and like how long you can be animagus i don't know animagus how long you can be in your animal form because he was just living that way (laughs) and also is he with the weasleys that entire time because did no one in the like weasley family question that this rat was 10 years old rats do not live that long i think they mentioned it one time but they're just like oh he's just this old rat that ron inherited (laughs) like He inherits a rat. Fucking Scabbers. Because wasn't Scabbers with the older boys too? Wasn't he? Yeah, he gets it from like Percy, I think. How did he even fucking end up with them? Like, did they buy him at a store? Or did they just, he just show up and they're like, oh, this is our pet rat now. I, I want to say it mentioned at some point how he did, but I don't remember. And does, like, Ron keep him in a cage? He, they never say. Or does he just, like, chill around? Okay. With owls, they deliver your mail and stuff. Um, cats are cats. I mean, I guess I don't really understand why you would have a rat or a toad if you could bring one of those to Hogwarts. Just a pet, I guess. Yeah, I also think it's super interesting that they were allowed to bring fucking cats. Because... Like, the owls all live in Owlry. They don't live in the dorms, but the cats live in the dorms. Like, if everybody had a cat, that'd be fucking disgusting. I think it's not as cool to have a cat as an owl. And I do like how all the animal options are, like, your traditional witch familiars, though. I think that was, like, in the first book when J.K. Rowling was kind of making it more, like, cheesy witchy. Uh-huh. And then she moved away from that. Yeah, I was thinking that Crookshanks was going to be an anima- animagus, too. That would have been He kind cool. of acts like one. Uh-huh. I like Crookshanks. <laughs> um, I think he's fun. Okay, I have a question about where is Robert Lestrange, Lestrange, Lestrange like Bellatrix's husband, when they're released mm-hmm. from Azkaban? Like, where did that dude go? Dude, I don't know that they ever say. I think in they a don't. lot of in the um, books, they don't. I wish I could stop talking about this, but the amount of fan fiction, <laughs> I don't think. Here's the thing, guys. If you don't know me, the amount of fucking Harry Potter fan fiction <laughs> I have consumed. I have been reading Harry Potter fan fiction since I was probably 15, and I'm 34. So that's <laughs> roughly 20 years I still read it of Harry Potter fucking fan fiction that I have read. Um,. So anyway, there are a lot of them where they have to, like, hunt him down later. Because I don't think they say what happens to him. Yeah, because I wonder what he's like. Why he wasn't with Bellatrix. And was Bellatrix, like, romantically interested in Voldemort? She seemed, like, really into him. It's hard to pin her down because she's, like, legit crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think she, like, had the hots for Voldy. Yeah. And his, you know, They never say what what happened to her husband. And I was also confused when I read the last book. They don't say in the epilogue, like, 
I don't know how I know this, but I know that Hermione becomes a, the Minister of Magic, but they don't say that in the book. They don't say that Harry's an Auror. They don't say what each of them do at the end. Nope. So how do we know that? I think it's headcanon. How do I know that, though? Where did I hear that from? <laughs> it's just fucking headcanon. That's just what we assume they happened to them. I mean, there's... So there's the play which I read and I fucking despised and was really mad when I finished reading it. Okay, I want to read it, but tell me your thoughts on it. Should I read it? Okay. I got really, I think to read it just to like see where she saw the characters going, but I got really mad because I thought it was kind of character assassination because I think Harry grew a lot as a character in the books and I think as an adult, the way he treats his son yeah. in those books, he would not have done. My boss told me that at the library. How does he treat his son? Like shit. Like, like shit. <laughs> and just like is very unaccepting as who he is and like who he wants to be friends with and all of these things. And I just don't think as somebody who grew up without a dad, I don't think that's how he would have been. Who is he and who does he want to be friends with that Harry doesn't approve of? again i don't want i'm like confusing this with in my head i think Uh a little bit with some fan fictions (laughs) but if i'm remembering correctly he has like super issues with his son being in slytherin and Mm. his son being friends with scorpius who is malfoy's son Uh and just it's a lot i didn't like it i didn't like i didn't think that's how he would be i didn't i don't think that's how he'd be based on his like background i think he'd be a better dad than that yeah, I guess that's also my thing with the houses. Is like, do we really need these, like, really defined roles of who you are when you become a Slytherin? Like, does that really affect, mm-hmm. like, your development as a person and the relationships that you build? And if you go into Slytherin, are you are you more likely to be an asshole because of that? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of prejudice that just, like, doesn't get cleared up. I don't know. Hmm. What was my other thing I wanted to say? Oh, I know what it is. This is my biggest fucking gripe between the books and the movies. So, you know, in the books, at the end, they do that priory incantatum thing, whatever. And all of the dead people come out. Oh, the... And theory. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that doesn't happen in the in the movies. Cause the and theory I'm trying to think of like what part in the books the and theory are really at though. They're at when or when Harry's trying to get that horcrux at the lake, but what other part are they there at? In the books, doesn't at the very end, and maybe I'm misremembering, but at the end the whole thing with the fact that they have the same wand or whatever Mm -hmm. doesn't when they connect don't all the dead people that Voldemort killed come out yeah and they like kind of hold Voldemort off or whatever yeah that That doesn't happen in the movies well that happened in um it's in the Goblet of Fire yeah and doesn't it happen again at the end no I don't think so it doesn't I thought it did I'm trying to remember, I think at the end, when Harry and Voldemort are doing their final face-off, Harry does Expelliarmus, 
Voldemort does Avada Kedavra, but because Voldemort's wand isn't really aligned with him, it doesn't follow what he wants. So Harry's spell kind of wins out. Or the Avada Kedavra backfires on Voldemort. I don't think there's any end theory. There's no, like, spirits that come out at the end. Oh, then I am fucking misremembering. <laughs> the Antheory? No, but that's a good point because they do talk about the Antheory. And I think it is kind of implied that they would be on Voldemort's side and a potentially powerful army. But nothing ever comes of it because when Voldemort's at Hogwarts at the end, it's clear that he's very outnumbered. There's like no one really on his yeah. side. I got to reread, man. Yeah. I gotta reread. I mean, it's been a while, but the um, I will say I think that I liked the movie's version of the final showdown better than the books because in the books, Harry and Voldemort face off in the Grand Hall and everyone's around them and Harry's like, mm-hmm. let him leave him to me, like no one interfere, and they just have this audience, which is like kind of weird. But then in the movie it's just the two of them out on the grounds it was like less awkward (laughs) yeah i don't know i i still think you should have just shot him but if you do that then it then you're like why weren't there guns for the for the whole rest of the series that you know it just breaks the rules of the universe seriously yeah why weren't there guns (laughs) because weren't there well, okay, for Voldemort, I can see why he wouldn't use a gun because it's, like, muggle technology and that's, like, below him. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Harry had gone there with a gun, if Voldemort's magic, how that how that would face off, you know? Would he be able to shoot him? Maybe not. I would have also really liked if at the end he stabbed him with Gryffindor's sword. Yeah. I would have liked that. Although I think, like, the way it was written at the end... Okay, Harry always does Expelliarmus, which is, like, an elementary spell, and he uses it against, like, Death Eaters Mm -hmm. and shit. (laughs) Like, I think that's kind of a joke, but, like, that's what ends up when they're doing their final, like, duel. Harry doesn't ever want to kill Voldemort. It's Voldemort's own... Avada Kedavra that kills himself like Harry doesn't ever kill anyone you know he doesn't ever yeah. murder anyone in the whole series I he's don't just think. like a sack he's a fucking sacrificial lamb like that's what he is I'm trying to think he kills people by accident like Quirrell mm-hmm. but he doesn't ever intentionally he never yeah he's, nobody really does he's outside it, of the bad guys like Harry says it at one point. He tries to do the Cruciatus curse, and Bellatrix is like, oh, you have to mean it, which I don't think he ever really does, because that's just not who he is. Mm-hmm. The movies do a good job in kind of be, being a little bit more brutal, maybe, than the books are sometimes, for what is essentially a fucking holocaust happening. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. So, I don't know. I think that's the hard thing, though, when... The Harry Potter books are kids' books, so you're kind of <laughs> yeah. chilling on that line. They're very dark, young adult books. Yes, much like The Hunger Games, which, when you really think about how fucked up The Hunger Games are. 
when I was working at the library, this little boy came in and he was like looking for book recommendations with his dad. And he was like, I read the first Harry Potter, but it was like too scary. And I was like, yeah, they get a lot scarier after the first one. Yeah, if, the, <laughs> if the first one's too scary for you, then don't keep reading. It's like, yeah, I see that. Let's maybe like steer towards something else. <laughs> I wonder what it is about Harry Potter because I'm trying to think of why I liked it so much because there's definitely fantasy books that I like the magic system in them better. I like the, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Harry Potter. Why did it capture people so much? I think it's targeted towards younger kids, so it's, like, accessible. It's this world where Harry was a muggle and he entered into it, so you could enter into it. But at the same time, it's, like, really complex and it gets really dark. Mm -hmm. So I remember it being, like, something where as we grew older, the story got darker with us. Mm -hmm. I think that's why millennials, like... We get a lot of shit for, like, how into Harry Potter we are, but it was kind of... Yeah. It grew up with us. Yeah, like, the characters grew with us, the, the story got darker, and it's just really good story, really good characters. It's legit. Yeah. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that the first Harry Potter books take place in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> like, Harry Potter is roughly our age. Well, I think I, like, read something where Hermione was born in, like... 1977 or something like yeah they're older than us crazy because they're i think the first book takes place in like 1995 maybe so they, i think they're like five years older than us ish i think it's kind of um also just from like working in the library there's a lot of books that are like older teen series mm -hmm. and then there's like younger stuff so it was kind of in that sweet spot i think mm -hmm. yeah you don't get a lot of books that are as complex as harry potter that have such young characters eleven's mm -hmm. pretty young at the beginning most of them i would say like 15 16 the characters are yeah. that are that complex or that long even and when you look at the sorcerer's stone when you just look i don't know if you've looked at that physical book, but when you look at it versus the Deathly Hollows, they're 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 like so different. Mm -hmm. I remember when Goblet of Fire came out. Yeah, and it was like it's so much longer <laughs> than the first three books. Like the first three books are all roughly the same length, and then Goblet of Fire came out, and he was just a chunker. It's just a chunker. Yeah, yeah I think that's a big part of it. Is that I think for our age group, it like grew as we grew and it was new and exciting with each book that mm -hmm. came out and it was different i read the first book so many times like i read it are you a rereader yeah yeah so am i a lot of people aren't which i think is interesting but i reread that book easily 20 times like just over and over and over and over and over well in the first book it's pretty short actually you can get through it pretty quickly it really is uh-huh it really is not like I listen to the audiobook in like a week. Yeah. On normal speed. Normally I listen to my audiobooks on two times speed, but I listen to it on normal speed. Yeah. And it's just when I was re when I was listening to them, they're like, um, it has the feel of like a fairy tale, like a dark fairy tale, the storytelling of mm -hmm. it. 
Of the first four, which one is your least favorite? So we have Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, and Goblet of Fire. Like, we both agreed that Goblet was our favorite, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember Prisoner of Azkaban. That whole thing was about Sirius. And I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, that's my least favorite. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like what else even happens in that book? It's all about Sirius getting out and like being in Hogwarts Tower. Yeah, like not a lot happens. There's not really anything in the third book, much of anything, as yeah. far as I remember, that links them to the rest of the books. Like it's very much kind mm-hmm. of a standalone. Like Voldemort's not really. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Pettigrew shows up again. And that's all revealed and that shit at the end. Like, they go through the Whomping Willow and that stuff. But, yeah, yeah, it's very disconnected, I feel like, from a lot of the other books. That's the one I would say I don't really, yeah, just remember. It's not as memorable as the other ones because I know, obviously, like, the first one and then the second one is, like, the whole Basilisk thing and Tom Riddle's diary. Um. And I think they take a break from, like, Quidditch at some point. Yeah. Can we talk about Just thinking about this. In the second book, when everybody's getting, essentially, they're not killed, but frozen in time by the basilisk. How fucking scary that would be as a (laughs) 12-year-old? Like, what the fuck? Colin Creevy, who's not really mentioned again. I think they mentioned him briefly in book seven. I got him wrong at Harry Potter trivia. I'll have you know. What was the question? It was a question about siblings. And I forget Uh. what the like clue was. But I so I went to Harry Potter trivia with somebody from work who's also like really into Harry Potter. We went in Frederick. It was awesome. (laughs) Um, But we it was so crowded and I was, like, up in this, like, little room where, like, the air hockey table was. And the other girl who was there was so good at it. She ended up winning. She was so good. And I kept, like, showing her what I was writing down. And she'd give me, like, a mm-hmm or a mm-hmm. <laughs> And I wrote down the Weasley twins. And she just kept giving me this look. And I couldn't come up with Colin and Dennis Creevy. I just couldn't. It you wasn't in my brain. To find this girl and befriend her. She was great. She gave us some of the stuff she won. She was awesome. Wow. I think she went to Harry Potter trivia all the time and won all the time. Some people will just like know everything about Harry Potter. I think I could get there eventually if I listen to the books again. Yeah, she was just unreal because me and the chick I was there with, like, we were playing off each other and she was there with her wife. And their friend. And it was just her, like, blowing through this thing all by herself. She didn't need no help. I needed all the help. Like I said, it's just some people are on a different level with Harry Potter stuff. They know literally everything. I know a lot about the made-up stuff about Harry Potter. <laughs> well, I definitely want... Less about the straight-up canon. I definitely want to read the fan fiction about the Black family. Yeah. I'm going to find it right now. I want fan fiction. Okay, if I can make requests about the Black family when they're younger and also Uh uh the Marauders. Yes. So there's one 
that is like the biggest and it's about the marauders and i wish i could remember the name i haven't read it for a fucking beat i'm gonna have to reread it what website is this on where you get these from okay so the big so when i was younger and i read (laughs) harry potter uh it was on fanfiction.net which is still around but people don't really use it anymore um now if you want to read good fan fiction do not fucking go to wattpad really anybody ever tells you go to wattpad don't fucking go there okay it's trash trash the problem with wattpad is a lot of the people who use it um are english is not their first language so Hmm. yeah but anyway um go to archive of our own that's where the good stuff is i'll teach you how to sort through the stuff (laughs) for the good stuff but anyway, it's called, you have to be, it's really long. It's called All the Young Dudes. Okay. It's almost, it's over a half a million words. So you have to be committed. It's 188 chapters. If it's like, if it's as good as Harry Potter though, like I'll read it. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's really good. It was like the person who wrote it. I think it was originally on fanfiction.net. It's an older fan fiction if i'm remembering correctly and i think it just got moved to archive um there's a spotify playlist that goes with it <laughs> okay i'll send you the link we'll link to it in our instagram post hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah oh, and i'm excited i'm gonna read it with you it's been such a long time i don't even like remember what happened <gasps> okay yes. All right, y'all, I'm going to Iceland, so we won't post for a couple weeks, but I will read this probably on the plane, so maybe have some thoughts when I come back. It's going to take you longer than that to read this. I'll read some of it (laughs) on the plane. This is a honker. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we did it. We did our Harry Potter episodes. Oh my gosh, we'll have some time to figure out what we want to talk about next because we are sticking in the pop culture wheelhouse. I mean, I feel like maybe we'll do. I could do Harry Potter forever, but we'll move away. Maybe come back to it. Maybe once I've re because I've been listening to the audiobooks. Once I've re-listened to all of them, we could do a deep dive into each one. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we have to do a deep dive on each book. Because that's what the people want, you know? <laughs> as far... Whatever. Some people it's, probably do. Look, it's... This podcast is not because you want to listen. <laughs> it's because I It's really not. Do it. <laughs> so you're either well, we on board or you're not. Get the fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. We love our listeners. <laughs> conflicting messages. My bad. Oh, all like 20 of you. Um, we talked for a while this week. Yeah. Which is probably for the best because we're not going to talk to you for a while after this. We'll see you in August. Yeah. All right. We'll be back later when I'm back in the USA and we'll figure out what we're doing at some point. It'll be a surprise. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Follow us on all the shit. Follow us on Instagram. Leave a comment. And uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.